0: This is Acts of Faith. Every day, World Team works to transform communities, make disciples,
1: and reach the unreached. Our unique teams innovate, multiply, and expand the reach of the Gospel. Our vision and aim? To make Jesus known. Together, we share the hope of the Gospel on a global scale by meeting the needs of communities. These are our Acts of Faith. This Acts of Faith podcast features Lisa and Dan, who have been missionaries with World Team since 1993 and serving in Cameroon since 1997. Lisa is the field director for Cameroon and oversees a team of more than 20 members who work in social services, translation, church planting, and evangelism. Dan is the Africa Area Director overseeing and developing several diverse ministries among the unreached people groups there. Describe the dynamics of the team in Cameroon. We have a great team right now, Um, a
0: lot of experienced missionaries, people who've been here um, eight or ten years or more, some of us 20-some years. Um, That gives us a flexibility and ability to host short-termers and mid-termers who are changing out uh, sometimes. But what we're lacking is kind of the younger set of new career missionaries or long-term missionaries. So, but we have a really good dynamic of people who work together well, have known each other a long time, really feel like we're we're family here. We usually have about 20 adults on the field, uh, plus kids. So family oriented, feel like a a big family, even though we're spread over a lot, lot of area in Cameroon.
2: So we do have new people coming. We have uh, two uh, singles who are currently in French school. One was already on the field for a while. One is new, and uh, a family that's coming to join a translation project here, hopefully in August. So, and two more singles on the way
0: for midterm assignments. For
2: midterm assignments, also. So mm-hmm. we have that mix of long-termers, but also some some newcomers, also just joining us.
1: What are some of the ways that you see God working in Cameroon recently? One of the places he's
0: really been at work is with our Bakum team who are doing a Bible translation project. They're in the early stages of telling uh, oral Bible stories, although they're also translating them, writing them down and working on literacy. And as they've been doing that, they've been really, as they share these new stories with the people they've been at, they've been seeing some great responses. People saying, oh, if that's how God worked with Adam or Abraham or whoever, then this is how I in my life should respond to God. And that's just been really neat. So they've been having additional people start turning out to the Bible studies and the, the local church. And um, so it's been really neat to see how God's word, even in the initial drafts, is starting to really make a neat difference. And as people are learning to read and um the, as they take time to teach people to read who've never learned to read French uh, or anything in their area, um, they're seeing uh, that couple's perseverance and patience with them. And so it's not just a task, it's really the relationship they have with the people too that's pulling them in. And it's really neat to see God working through that. That's one, one of the main ones I've been seeing lately.
2: Our biggest team is the Baca team. They're one of the earliest teams from Cameroon. Uh, the Baka, we know them as Pygmies, uh, most often referred to. Um, well, that's can be a bit pejorative, so be careful. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that team has been going since early 90s. Um, but as the hunter-gatherer Baka move, you know, into more sedentary life, um, there's just been a, a lot of cultural challenges, they're, they're very laid back, um, a bit fatalistic at times, so it's been very hard to get uh, traction going, you know, they, they don't necessarily have a cultural desire to improve their, you know, situation as it were. But I'd say over the last 5-10 years, there's been some real movement in starting to gather some small groups of believers, a couple key leaders uh, rising up, um, one in particular, his name is Nestor. You you walk into the camp and he he just acts different, moves differently, carries himself differently. He has a confidence. He has a he has a hope and a future now that comes from his faith in Christ that just makes him stand out even in his own community. Um, and he's uh, one of those guys that's uh, a great um, encouragement to our team and to. The, the seeds that have been sown there for a long time. So the new couple coming to do translation is going to be working with that team to to bring the Bible to the Baca. And we're very excited of uh, the progress that'll bring also to the growth of the Christians there.
1: How do you see God working in you and in your teams in Cameroon? Ourselves, a new opportunity for us has to begin mentoring
0: some Cameroonian missionaries Uh, Cameroonians who within the country are going cross-culturally to a new people group um, to minister. And we've been able, we've been hooked to mentor about five or six of these um, couples uh, that are doing this. And we're just getting started, but it's been really neat to see what God's leading them to do, and that we can help give them ideas and thoughts. Because as new it's, it's a little bit new to them to go cross-cultural. They've had church planning experience or pastoring service uh, experience, but as they cross cultures and thinking about learning language as an adult or dealing with helping their kids adjust to a new, new culture or just some of the practical things about missions. Um, but that's something we're really looking forward to investing more because Cameron has a number of, of believers and even leaders. Um, within certain areas of the country. And then there's other parts that are completely unreached. So if we can help mobilize the Cameroonians themselves to reach out, um, it's really exciting to see
1: that effort. You've touched on a little bit of it. I'm just interested to know if there are more um, challenges that you can think of, but what are some of the unique challenges that believers face in Cameroon?
2: When people come to Christ here in Cameroon, one of the biggest challenges is just the cultural pressures, the societal pressures to continue certain traditions, certain norms of how you relate to your family, uh, the traditions of your particular tribe, and so on. And uh, sadly, well, I think it's probably a worldwide issue. You know, we see it in the U.S. Maybe with the draw of you know wealth and materialism, and so on. Um, here, you know, it's pressures to uh, maybe involve yourself in some you know traditional incantations when somebody dies unexpectedly and you know they want to find out why and how and so on and when when people truly put Christ first in their lives and they make decisions based on their faith and their relationship with God those norms get challenged and that starts to rock some boats and that starts to to make it more difficult. Um, for them personally because the family ties the networks of your community is what give you security that's the the insurance policy you have when you get sick or or when you have trouble and to to you know risk offending people because of your faith you know puts you in financial risk puts your your family your wife your kids at risk and in, you know, that's really where the rubber hits the road as far as whether whether people have really taken on a, a life-changing faith. But those that do, um, they're different. They, they think differently, they operate differently, they make their decisions in different ways. And uh, that itself is a testimony.
0: Um, and then those who are coming from a Muslim background, have that kind of compounded because sometimes they're even kind of excommunicated from their family. And often here in Cameroon, most of the Muslims are uh, cattle herders. And so if they're cut off from their family, their finance, uh, their wealth is in their cattle. But if they're cut off from that and had to have to go somewhere else, they may or may not have another trade to fall back on. So now they're without financial support and without family ties, um, and then to be able to continue standing firm in their faith without going back to their family and saying, no, 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 it's okay. I'll just do things the Muslim way um, in order to you know, live well um, is there is a real temptation and a struggle. So there are some, some big challenges of becoming a Christian in the culture and, and being able to stand up for what you believe in without losing societal ties
1: that are your sense of security here. Do you find that people that have that, that existing faith background are they more receptive, or do you find them less receptive to the gospel?
0: We saw in some cases that the second generation believer was able to make more radical changes. First, believe we saw some cases where the first believer, Christ, make decisions but try not to make waves, uh, try not to disrupt things too badly. But then the children of that family that were raised with Christian uh, beliefs right from the start when they got older, they're like, this is just wrong. We're just not doing it anymore. We're not going to do that cultural practice, whatever it was, Um, because partly because with youth, they could be a little bit more. I don't know. I think all youth like to change things anyway. But partly because some of those traditions are either dying out or being held less firmly, uh, just as society also modernizes. Um, But partly it was just, they had now had a firm foundation in the gospel right from childhood and could look at certain issues with new eyes and say, that's that's just wrong. We're not going to participate in that.
2: And their parents wouldn't pressure them to do so either.
1: Mm Well, thanks for answering one of my more difficult questions that I didn't have you prepared for. I appreciate (laughs) that. So what are some new ministry opportunities that you envision in the next few years?
0: We have two new people groups we would like to enter um, sometime in the near future. Um, Both are challenging in the sense of being in a less developed, less developed areas, Um, kind of away from most modern conveniences. One is a a tribal group that is uh, much more like our Baca team where they're a little bit fatalistic. They don't have a lot of resources. They're very poor. um, And we would like to start with um, translation and literacy work there uh, to bring the gospel in and then to plant once they have it in their language and available in a way they can understand it. Um, The second is a a Muslim background group, um, a a largely Muslim area, but kind of nominal Muslim. Um, And there's not much church influence at all in that area. But another uh, organization is already doing translation work, and they would love to see a church planning organization come alongside and take what they're translating and, and begin using it in the community and begin building relationships and, and planning churches. Um, and that one is in a, a very different climate. The first one is a tropical setting. The second one is the Savannah and very remote and dry and further away from good roads, um, a little bit isolated in a sense. Um, but we're looking to try and get work started in both of these new areas, neither of which is particularly easy um, but could have really exciting possibilities because they are quite unreached. Um, Much of Cameroon has at least some Christian influence, but there are pockets still that there's very little Christian influence, and these would be a couple of those areas.
2: Uh, In addition, there's the work that we've had with Muslim Fulani for more than 20 years, 25 years, And um, we're just kind of a lull in uh, workers there, personnel. So we've had personnel in the past, sometimes more, sometimes less. And we'd really like to see some more personnel um, reestablished in that group. It's the Fulbay or Fulani cover multiple countries across Africa, they're in the millions. So, you know, we could really use uh, quite a number of workers to reach and to build on the the foundations that have already been started.
1: What has God provided Cameroon with that has helped you to serve the people of Cameroon well? And what are some of the needs that you see in your teams uh, to continue ministry forward in Cameroon?
2: I think one of the biggest resources we have here in Cameroon is a very solid uh, national church partner. Uh, we partner here in Cameroon with the Cameroon Baptist Convention. Um, they were established over a hundred years ago. Um, they received their independence from their, um, their the church planning mission that established them in the 1950s. And they've been growing and maturing. And um, these are the national missionaries that we're helping to mentor now. Uh, they're just starting to send out their national missionary force. Um, they still welcome expatriate missionaries to partner with them. Um, So that has saved us, you know, huge, huge amounts of just administrative and logistical overhead. You know, there's already networks of rest houses and um, already people established, you know, getting things like visa and government permissions. And so there's a whole lot of resources that we have, Ties to just because of a a, a good strong um, national church partner, but they're not strong. They're not strongly uh, established in all areas of Cameroon, and so that's what they're trying to do now is to reach out to new areas of Cameroon. They're predominantly from two out of ten of the provinces, and so they're trying to now reach out into the other eight provinces, and um, we have a role to play in that. Um, Well, however big or small it may end up being. So that's, that's a huge resource we have.
0: Yeah. And also in just in terms of personnel of our missionary personnel, um, we have some just really great people, some good, uh, a lot of leadership level uh, quality people who are very resilient because it's not easy to live in Cameroon. And so we are looking for people who are willing to come in and work maybe play a special role. We have a variety of ministries. We have a few holistic ministry uh, approach things. So where we are, we have some, but could use more of agriculturalists and nurses and gym ministry and literacy workers, uh, children's ministry. So quite a, a variety of kinds of work we need people for, translation and linguistics work, tutors for homeschooling families, um, so there's quite a broad scope. Um, then here in the capital where our missionary kids go to high school, we're in, we really need some uh, high school teachers, some qualified high school teachers, um, as well as they need some staff. The, some of the current staff who do the grounds management and the finance and um, guidance counselor, those kinds of positions. Um, there's several people who are nearing retirement in the next year or two. And so we really need some help with teachers and, and school staff um, just to kind of keep our teams here on the field as, they, as their kids re- reach high school. Um, so that's another role that people can play. And we've had um, the occasional teacher here or there, but we, we could really use um, additional teachers.
2: And teachers that would be open to spending their career here. That's, that is so valuable.
0: I mean take so, so people valuable. for a year or two as well but uh, but people who are who would love to do it long term was even better
2: yeah who have a desire to minister to kids and uh, that's something the current director is very strong on that you're not just coming to you know kind of keep missionaries on the field you're coming
0: to actually minister to missionaries, kids youth teenagers people who have a heart for for that age group
1: how can people be praying for you as individuals and for your team and the people of Cameroon?
0: Um, as for prayer requests, I would say that right now, many of us on the field are, are tired, whether as of COVID restrictions, whether it's just simply the heat and bugs and normal ministry uh, stresses, but you can just pray that we would all have a, a dependent God to provide our strength and resilience in tough settings. Uh, You can pray that the Holy Spirit would be at work in our ministries, drawing people to himself. You can pray for more workers. Uh, We have some people who are pretty stretched to use help. And pray that we partner well with um, other mission ascending agencies, um, where we find other people we can partner with here, whether it's the National Cameroonian Church, whether it's people who are sent here through other missions, whether it's uh, short-term come out uh, on, on a trip from a church, just pray that we would be able to learn well and um, be good partners ourselves. Those would be some of our top requests. And I guess then I would pray for uh, believers among the Baca and the Bakum that uh, that God would draw people to himself and the full bay.
1: All right, Lisa and Dan, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to tell us about what's going on in Cameroon for sharing some of the stories of God's work there. And we look forward to hearing more about the work going on there in the future.
2: Thank Thank you very much. We appreciate this opportunity to share a bit of what's happening in our field, in our own ministry. And uh, we hope that this encourages others to pray and give and even go.
1: To learn more about World Team's ministry opportunities in Cameroon, head to us.worldteam.org and click go at the top of the page. To see prayer requests from workers in Cameroon and elsewhere, click pray.
0: This has been Acts of Faith, a podcast by World Team U.S. For more information on World Team and its ministries, visit
1: us.worldteam.org.